the Lord this morning. Is everybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Tell you what, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I was, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's open up in, in prayer this morning, the first thing. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another privilege to be in our house, dear God. God, I thank you for the privilege, dear God, to stand and to be used of you one more time, dear God. Now, Lord, I pray that you would just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God, and you would give me the words that you would have me to say, Lord. Lord, that you may be lifted up. Lord, your word said if you be lifted up, you draw all men unto you. And God, that's, that's my desire, Lord, is to help someone in some way get closer to you. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you for Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. You know, as I, I was studying last night and, and yesterday and some this morning, and uh, I still really haven't really got anything. Uh, I've got something, but it's, it's one of those times when the Lord uh, has just, he wants me to know that he's in charge, and he is in charge. He's in charge of everything. It doesn't matter uh, what you think about your life and what you think about what's going on in this world. God's in charge of it. Uh, the world may seem like it's going all to pieces and and uh, this one's a fighting over uh, because of this one and uh, all the, the bickering and fussing going on all over the place and nobody seems to have any, uh, any type of peace or any type of enjoyment in life and they are trying to make everybody else miserable because they are miserable. You know, I used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people that was, that was out in sin. I was searching for something, and I was searching for uh, something in, in everything of the world, and I really did not know what I was searching for. And then one day, I, I, I finally decided that the world had nothing for me, and I was tired of the world, and I was going to try something else. And the Lord spoke to me, and I give my heart and life to the Lord, and he came into my heart, and he completely changed me, and it was instant peace, instant joy. Let me tell you something. Living for the Lord is one of the greatest experiences that you'll ever have in your life. Uh, I mean, when you truly get into the center of God's will, and you truly live for him, and you give your whole heart to him, and you uh, look to him for everything that's going on in your life. You don't look for, to, for nothing in this world because when you get to that point, nothing in this world means anything to you anymore. This world and everything in it, as they just sang about a little while ago, it's going to pass away. It's going to dissolve like snow, and everything in this world that we put so much stock in and we put so much trust in it's going to be gone one of these days. And we're going to be left with what? What are we going to be left with? That's the question. You know, when uh, Moses was talking to the children of Israel right before they went over into the promised land, he was telling them, he said, there's, there's a, uh, you're either going to have to choose one or the other. It's either going to be a blessing or a curse. 
and which one are you going to choose? You know, right now today is the greatest time that ever was for us to choose exactly which way we want to go and put 110% into that. If you're going to live for Satan, go live for Satan. If you want to live for God, go live for God. You know, I, I have noticed here lately in my podcast and in my teachings that God is getting to the point to where that he is getting real upset with us as Christians because we are playing around and we have got to the point to where that we uh, want to live the way we want to, but we still want to go to heaven and we want everybody else to live that way too. Let me tell you something. We're going to have to live a completely different life. Bible says come out from among the world. Don't live like the world. Don't act like the world. Don't be like the world. Come out and be different and be a separated people. You can't live, you can't live for Christ on Sunday and Wednesday night and live like the world the rest of the time. It ain't going to work. We have got to put in 100% of our time into serving the Lord and Him only. And, you know, when we get to the point of where that we finally make up our mind that we are going to live for the Lord and we are going to serve him, then we have some things that we need to do. It's, it's just not one of those things, Lord, forgive me of my sins, and we sit down and wait on him to come back after us. That's not it. Because there is, there is a job for us to do. Jesus spent his life on this earth, walking on this earth, trying to teach us exactly what he wants us to do. Trying to let us know that we have a job and that we need to be about that job and we need to be about the Father's business and that Father's business was seeking those which were lost, seeking those which needed to be ministering to and seeking those which needed help. And that's what we need to be doing. But we as children of God, we are so concerned about our own welfare and our own self and worried about uh, making a lot of money and having a big fine house and all this that we have forgotten what our main objective in this world is. And it's not ourselves. It's being about the Father's business. It's, it's seeking those which are lost, seeking those which need ministered unto. Praying for your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself. This is the one commandment that we fall short in so many times. Loving our neighbor as ourselves, Because there's nothing that... I would not do if I needed clothes or if I needed food or if I needed anything. There's nothing that I wouldn't do to get that. Okay, they are people out there that are needing things from us as children of God. And we have those things. And instead of us hoarding them up, we need to give them away, take them and give them to those people that are needing it. Those people that are destitute. Those people that are... That are hunting for exactly what we have. That peace, that joy, that contentment. That I, Like I said, I, I'm not real sure what's going on this morning. But the Lord, I'm just waiting upon the Lord and, and following after him. But we, we have got a job to do. And in order for us to do that job, there are some things in our life, in our Christian life, that we need to do. 
we go to Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Take the whole armor. You can't just pick out pieces that you want to wear and figure, well, that's all I need. I, that'll get me all the way into heaven. It may and it may not. But the Bible says we need to put on the whole armor of God. The first thing we need to put on is a helmet of salvation. Is We need to get back to the old ways. We need to get back to where we're giving our heart and life to God and we are following him, and we are searching out the paths that he wants us to walk in. Search, seek out those journeys that he has set for us and walk therein. Uh, it may not, it, it's probably not going to be what you want to do, but God has got a plan for each and every one of our lives, and we need to follow those plans. But we are, we wrestle not, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but a lot of us Christians today, we put more stock in what man thinks about us than what God thinks about us. We are more concerned about somebody being uh, making fun of us or being upset with us. We put more stock in that than we do in serving the Lord and living for him. We need to set our sights on the heavenly things, not the earthly things. Because like I said, this earth and everything is going to pass away. But we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Okay, we, we battle against this stuff every day. All right, so when back and uh, even now, when that people goes to war, when the men and women go to war, they have a... a a dress that they have to put on. They have, they have a suit that they have to put on. And this suit uh, has a lot of protection in it. And the one that the Bible is talking about here is you have to put on the helmet of salvation. In verse 14, Stand, therefore, having your, gird, your loins girt about with truth, not half truth, not your truth, but the truth, the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. The, he's the one that we need to be following. He's the one that we need to be girded about us at all times. He's the one we need to be following. Breastplate of righteousness. Have your heart covered. Have your heart covered. You know, when you go out to battle, even now today, the men and women that goes out to battle, they have... Uh, these, uh, what are they called? Bulletproof vests. Thank you, brother. They have those put on. That protects their heart. That protects the bullets. It protects all those things that are coming into to their heart. It protects each and every one of those because out of your heart proceeds whatever's in your life. 
So we need to protect our hearts. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Preparation. Have your feet shod with preparation. Be prepared at any moment to do whatever the Lord wants you to do. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter who you're going to talk to, whether you know them or not. Be prepared and be willing. A lot of us are not to the point to where that we are willing and we are prepared. We are waiting on somebody else to do everything. We are saved and we are satisfied and we are waiting on the Lord to come back and get us. Now then we need to have our feet shod with preparation. Be prepared to speak or pray for that one in Walmart. Be prepared to stand up and testify in church. Be prepared to stand up and sing in church. Be prepared to lift your hands up wherever you're at. Be prepared to praise God no matter where you're at. Be prepared. Be willing. Be wanting. You know, the, you know I figured out one thing. Living for the God, living for God is not something that is a necessity of, of this life, no more or less. But it is something that we need to want to do because of the life that we have here on this earth. Because, uh, you know, if I have troubles and trials in this, in this earth and I have nobody to turn to, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. But see, the thing about it is, is no matter what happens in this life, I've got somebody that I can turn to. I've got somebody to turn to that's been there and knows exactly what's going on. He's already been there. He's already done that. So I can turn to him and he can tell me exactly what I need to do. Be prepared. Ask the Lord for boldness so that you can go out and do the things that he wants you to do. And be prepared to do them. Be willing to do them. Above all things, above all, taking the shield of faith, the shield of faith, that one piece that we need, we need very desperately, is that one that we can block all of those fiery darts of Satan. We can block all of those uh, times that people comes against us and talks about us. We can block all of those things that. Satan has sent uh, to us from this world. We can block all those things. Faith. Faith. Faith is one of those things that we, we need very desperately. Faith in the Lord. Faith in Jesus to know that he has everything under control. And we don't have to worry about the things of this world. We don't have to worry about the things of Satan. As long as we have our eyes on the Lord, we're following the Lord and doing what he wants us to do, we have nothing whatsoever to worry about because the Lord said, I will meet your need. He will give us whatever we need. He, won't, he may not give us in abundance, but he will meet our need. And see, we, we, we as children of God, we think, well, God's going to meet my needs. Well, God, I need, I need $250,000. <laughs> Do you really? Do you really? 
What we need to do as children of God is we need to follow God and lean upon him and trust in him and don't worry about everything else. Take the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. That's the one thing that we need to put on first. It's the helmet of salvation. Protect our mind. Protect our heads. You know, when back in the days when they wore all the, the armor and everything, the helmet was the last thing that they would put on. They would go into their tents and they would put all their armor on and they would be all, uh, all covered up except maybe for their back and they would be ready to go to war and they would walk out of their tent and they'd have their sword by their side and they would be carrying their shield and they would also be carrying their helmet. But the helmet's the one thing that we need to put on first. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Sword of the Spirit. This, this sword, this word of God is the one thing that we need to carry with us 24 hours a day. If we don't carry the physical word of God, we need to carry it in our hearts 24 hours a day. Okay, now then, in order for us to carry this in our hearts... And to know this word of God, we're going to have to, at some point in time, take time to read it, other than when it's read to us in church. We need to take the time to sit down and read it. Yeah. We may not understand it all, but at, one po at some point in time, we will understand everything that we read, but we have to take the time to do it. it, it it's not going, the Lord's just not going to give you the word and you just sit around and, and wait on him to give it to you. See, there, there's so many of us that are waiting on God to do things for us, but yet we are doing absolutely nothing for him. Salvation is free. Everything else we have to work for. You can't, the God's just not going to give you everything hand you everything that you want on a silver platter. It's not going to happen that way. Take the helmet of salvation and sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying, 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 praying. Always. Always pray. Pray before you study your Bible. Pray before you leave the house. Pray before you eat your food. Pray every time you get a chance. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to be, you be knelt down at an altar someplace. You can talk to God anywhere at any time during the day that you want to. Some of the greatest conversations I have with the Lord is at work. I'm, I'm by myself, and I'm running my machine, and the Lord and I have some, some really good conversations, and he gives me a lot of things that I need uh, to teach upon. And to uh, I'll go in in the mornings, and I'll sit down, and I'll pray, and I'll, I'll read and study the Word for a while, and I'm thinking about it during the day. And, and during the day while I'm at work, the Lord will be, will be giving me little nuggets along the way and teaching me things that I need to know and teaching me things I need to teach about. Pray, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit 
watching, therefore, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, praying for all saints. You don't have to know their name. You don't have to know what they're going through. You don't know, have to know if, they're, uh, if they've got enough money, you've got enough food. You don't need to know those things. You need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters. A lot of us don't have time to pray for the brothers and sisters in Christ because we're too, we're too busy praying for our own things that we want and the biggest part of the time things we don't need. All supplication. I mean, it's not just kneel down and say, Lord, bless my brother. Get up and go. This is where we really need to get into prayer, get into praying, get into a habit of taking our time and praying and asking God for things for our brothers and sisters in Christ, meeting their needs, put a hedge of protection around them, whatever it may be. You know, I, I would sit down at work for lunch, and uh, as I would sit down for lunch, I would bow my head, and I, I would say a quick prayer. And the Lord got on to me. So now then at work, when I, when I sit down and I ask God to bless my food and everything, I have to mention everything that I have that I'm going to eat or drink at that time. I have to mention it by name. Why? Because this takes me longer and it gives me a little bit more time to talk to the Lord instead of doing it in a hurried up. Yes, this is a hurried up world. It's a fast-paced world. Uh, you know, fast food, fast marriage, fast divorce, fast burial. It, I mean, just uh, wham, bam, and it's done. You're going on your way. This point in time, when we... When we take the time to pray and to talk to God, we need to take our time. We need to slow down, not worry about everything in this world that's going on, not worry about where we have to be, don't worry about what we have to do. Put all your focus on the Lord and forget about everything else. Clear your mind of everything of this world and focus on God and the, what you're praying for. Seeking God to help those that are in need. How many of us really knows what goes on, what the, the children of God has to go through overseas? How many of us really knows what they have to go through? Have you ever heard anything? Have you ever been interested or even thought about those people? Let me tell you something, people. We're living in luxury compared to what those people are living. My wife had a cousin that was an, a uh, missionary, and she would send letters back to us. And uh, let me tell you, these letters were uh, very coded. You had to understand what position that she was in to understand her letters. Because even though she wrote letters, these letters had a possibility of being read by someone in power. So they had to code, they had to code some things and you had to understand exactly what she was talking about. 
but they would, she would talk about her dad and her father a lot and how that he had helped her in different things. She wasn't talking about her earthly father, her earthly dad. She was talking about her heavenly father. But she could, not, she could not say the name of Jesus. She could not say God in her letters of fear of being put to death. They don't meet like we do here today. They have to do it in secret whenever they can. And they long for this. They, they have a, a, a hunger and a thirst to be able to gather together the way that we are today, and they can't. And we have the, the, uh, the freedom to meet and to worship God in any place, any way, any form, any fashion, and we cannot get the churches even halfway full. And then we wonder... What is going on with this world? Take a look at your own life. Do a checkup. Do a spiritual checkup. Sit down and, and take time to look over your life and find out just exactly where you stand with the Lord. You know, my, my desire is, is I want to be like Job, and I want to be like Enoch. I want to be so close to God that no matter what comes against me, it, it's fine. I know where I'm going. I don't care what comes against me. I want to get to the point like old Enoch to where that he just, I just one day just disappeared. God just took him home. He got so close to the Lord. That's what, I, that's what my desire is. What's your desire in this world? What is it that you want in this life? That's the question that God is asking each and every one of us today. What do you want out of this life that you are living upon this earth? What means the most importance to you today? Think about that one for a while. What is it that, is, that is, has the most priority in your life? That's the ones, that's the things that we are serving. That's the things that means the most to us. Those are the things that we have put all of our trust and all of our faith in. The things of most of the time is things of this world that we are putting all of our trust and all of our faith in. Our finances, our money, our health, our homes. Things like that, that's, that's, that's where most of us have put all of our, our faith and all of our thoughts and all of our, our actions and everything is going to, into preserving those things. When it should be the things of heaven, the things of God, following Christ, being about the Father's business, putting, setting treasures up in heaven instead of upon this earth. Storing things up in heaven that we can use one of these days. Everything that we store up and hoard up in this life is going to pass away. This earth and everything in it is going to be destroyed one of these days. And all we're going to have left is what we have stored up in heaven. And what is that going to be? Some of us are not going to have a whole lot of stars in our crown. And we're going to be wondering why somebody else has more than we do. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, 
that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That, that right there sums up me. How many of us today does that sum up your, what you want out of life? Ask and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. God, give me boldness. Lord, give me knowledge and understanding of your word that I may teach others. Lord, give me the boldness that I, that I need to, to teach others and tell them the word, not candy coat it, not uh, not cover up some of the things that people don't want to hear. Tell the word just as it is in this Bible. It's not, it is not a very popular thing to do. When you get to the point of where that you want to tell the people that what they are doing is a sin and if they don't repent and turn from it that they're going to hell, that is not a popular thing subject to be on people will not like you they will talk about you they did Jesus look at Jesus as he walked upon this earth the Pharisees and the Sadducees they were his worst enemy they were the ones in, in that are written, that mainly got him crucified because he was teaching against the way that they thought that the world should be they the they always wanted you to look at them and to praise them and to uh, uh, let everybody know exactly how smart they were and everything else. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I am an ambassador in bonds. I am bound by Christ to tell you the truth. I am bound by God to give it to you straight whether you can take, accept it or not. I am bound. My, when I told God that I would, I accepted the call to preach and I accepted the call to teach and do whatever he needed me to do, at that point in time, I, I can't became an ambassador and I am bound to tell you, thus says the word of God, not what I think. And we have too many people today standing in the pulpits and, and teaching and everything, telling you exactly what they think. But that ye also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychius, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things. We are to make known. Tell the people. You know, it's, it's, I, I get a little worried sometimes on my podcast because of the words that God gives me sometimes to speak uh, are are very harsh and they are very to the point and they're calling sin sin and I know people don't like that but that's that's fine 
I've, God tells me to say it, I've got to say it, or I'm going to give an account for it. And I'm not going to give an account for nobody to make you feel good. I'm not going to be held liable because that you don't like what I say. I'm going to tell you just exactly what God gives me, and then it's on you. It's off of me. And that's what we, see, we, we are worried too much. Too many, too many of us today, too many churches, too many Christians are worried more about what some sect of people are going to say to them because they speak out against what they are doing because they are doing sin and they don't want to call it sin. They cover it up and whitewash it and make it all pretty and everything and invite them into the church and let them have free reign in the church when they're all going to go to hell. Work out your own soul salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear, with fear, the fear of God, the fear that to know that if you do not do exactly the way the Lord tells you to do, that you're not going to make it to heaven. You're going to spend eternity in hell. You and you know we we have so many people that's whitewashing it and and saying you know just as long as you come in and you pay your tithes, uh, you're going to go to heaven. My Bible tells me that I am to ask forgiveness for my sins, repent of my sins, turn from my sins to sin no more if I'm going to make it into heaven. So I can't live just any old way. I have got to live a different life. I have got to live a, a holy life, acceptable unto God. Not acceptable unto man, acceptable unto God. That's the life I have to live. That's the life each and every one of us have to live if we're going to make it to heaven. We can't live a life to, uh, so that man will be happy with us and man will be uh, proud of us. We've got to live a life that Jesus will be proud of us. You know, I talk about, talk about Job a lot, but, uh, you know, I would love to think that the Lord could say to Satan the same about me the same thing he said about Job. Have you tried? Have you tried my servant Job? Have you tried my servant Ted? I wish that God had enough confidence in me to know that I would stand no matter what happened. Sometimes I don't have that confidence in myself. But that's a point we need to get to. The point to where that God is proud of us. A God that is proud of us. To where, where we, we do something and Jesus turns to his father and says, that's one of ours, Father. That's one of ours. Say it with pride in his voice. Because he loves us. And because we love him. And because we're doing what he wants us to do. Put on the whole armor. Take that time every day at some point in time to read the word, to pray, to ask God to be with you and to help you that day, teach you that day. We, we, we all need a lot of teaching. I, I need it every day. Some lessons are not real easy, let me tell you. He, he, he going, he, I started, I guess, Two years ago, longer, Lord, teach me. Teach me. Let me tell you something. He will teach you. 
There's some of them that will hit you like a ton of brick. And he, he got me at work one day. There was a guy that uh, I haven't seen there before. You probably knew hire. Had a lot of tattoos and a lot of piercings and everything. And I made a statement. That was a wrong thing to do at the right time because the Lord let me know right real quick what's going on. And I had to do some asking for forgiveness. Do not make fun of people. Always remember who is in control of their heart is the way that they are the way that they are. You know, I've, I've often wondered, how God, how can I love everybody when, every, when some people just everything they do is against me and they just act like they just actually just hate me? How can I love that person? He said the same way I do. Okay, how's that? He said you've got to love the person but hate the sin that's in their life that causes them to be the way they are. When we understand that, when we really get it in our mind that the reason why people does the things they do is who is in charge of their life, a curse or a blessing, then we will understand how to reach that person better. And listen, it does not matter how many tattoos a person's got. It don't matter whether they got long hair, short hair, whether they wear shorts or, or whatever, whether they wear their pants down around their uh, thighs or where you can see their undershorts. It does not matter. That person has a soul, and that's the ones that we need to be in prayer for daily. Because, listen, if we can love those people and get them to give their heart and life to God, just think of the people that they can reach and they can testify and they can lead to the Lord that you and I would never be able to. Think about it. Has anybody got any questions or comments this morning? Thank you all for listening.